Hello and welcome to A Bit Above Podcast. I'm Audra. And I'm Hadassah. And we are two average women living oceans apart. Our show displays a reachable lifestyle where we work to be better versions of ourselves in our day-to-day life. We know that the constant strive for perfection can lead to anxieties and disappointment, so we make changes that enhance our lives without giving up the things we love. Join us each week as we chat about motherhood, positivity, feel-good stories, relationships, and everything in between. Happy almost Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, almost, almost Valentine's Day. Almost. Or after Valentine's Day, depending on when you're listening. Oh, this is true. (laughs) Do you have any plans this weekend? I do. I'm actually going just a few minutes away from my house to spend a little time in a house that I'm going to thoroughly clean from top to bottom with all my 1900 Lysol products <laughs> to spend just a couple days away. But I literally am going to be minutes from oh my, God. my house. You brought Lysol with you? You're bringing Lysol with you? I have everything. I am not stepping foot in there without my mask on and fully geared up to take that place down. Audra's walking in with one of those like white mask suits. <laughs> Suits, suits. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for a vacation, y'all. Yeah, I'm here for a couple of days. You're not going to see me till I check out. (laughs) You know what you should do? You should take one of those black lights and see if there's any like dirt. There was a whole show on that. I kid you not. Anytime I stay anywhere, the first thing I do is I wipe my finger across the top of any hanging photo. And if there's dust, I start checking the bed. I roll down all of the blankets, make sure that all of the sheets are free and clean. And if you (laughs) think that there could be something there, I'll let you use your imagination of what it could be. But I have been known to pack my own sheets and I will strip a bed down and redo it with my own bedding. I worked at a hotel for a few days. I learned one thing that everybody should know is that they don't change the blanket. They only change the sheets. Yeah, those top blankets immediately off the bed. Extra pillows, anything that has a sham, mm -mm, not happening. What are you doing this weekend, Hadassah? Well, I don't have any specific plans yet. Like, am I supposed to have them or is he supposed to? I think it could be mutual. You could have your plan and hopefully you relay that to him. And if he has a plan, he lets you know. I mean, secretly, I guess I have some of my own little hidden plans and maybe he has his Here in Israel, Valentine's Day, I think is like less of a thing. And to be honest, I really, truly don't think he has anything planned. I don't even think he knows. I told him that Valentine's Day is February 14th and that I want to do something because we have, you know, celebrated Valentine's Day in the past every year. But I don't think he even knows. I I think he forgot about it. Oh, well, I mean, maybe drop him some gentle reminders and say, I've been throwing out hints. What are our plans for Sunday? I want to make sure my day is free and clear. I have two options, right? Either I can remind him about it and then, of course, he'll like plan something, whatever. Or I can just ignore it completely and see if he remembers it on on his own. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, listen, you're not going to ignore it. You can celebrate in your own way and he's going to have whatever feelings if he did forget, right? Okay, because that's going to be on him. We can't. We can't help that. Or you can just, again, drop some subtle little hints and say, hey, while we're at the store, maybe we should make a special dinner for that night being Valentine's Day and all. 
I don't have expectations. I don't ever believe in having expectations in general. I've just grown to learn to accept everything that I get in life. If I don't have expectations, I'm never disappointed. Welcome, Brenda, to the podcast. We are so glad that you can make time for us so we can hear your story. In honor of Valentine's Day, we want to hear your love story. And I hear it's very unique. So I guess I was like, where should you start? But I guess we can start from the beginning. Well, it started uh, January of 1995. I'm a nurse. And uh, most of my career, I've worked as an ER. I was uh, working as a home health nurse and uh, had been divorced for six years after 12 years of being married. I was a single mom with a 10-year-old son, Alex. My parents would pick him up after school and uh, working home health. Sometimes you, you know, uh, wouldn't get off exactly on time. And in that particular day, I had, I wasn't getting there to pick him up till really late. In fact, we were, of course, we stayed at mom's, you know, a little and dad's a little bit. Anyway, we lived in Aurora, Indiana. It's a historic river town on the Ohio River. Anyway, and mom and dad lived in kind of in the country, but in a town 15 minutes away. So we were um, driving back to Aurora. Ordinarily, it's um, a 15-minute drive. Let me say it was a really bitter, cold January night. And we get snow there, but usually not this much snow. There were Honestly, there was 10 inches of snow on the ground. And like I said, it was 8.30 at night. My car, I had a Honda Civic. It wasn't running right. It was kind of running rough and the lights kept dimming. About halfway home, I pulled off in this uh, motel parking lot. The car seemed to like recharge a little bit. And Alex and I had done this before. I raised him in church and everything. And I said, Alex, you need to pray that we get home to our apartment we lived in a in Aurora, downtown Aurora, but we lived up where there were these old historic houses. We lived in an apartment upstairs in this Victorian house. We had a river view. It was uh, really a neat place. Anyway, so Alex, he bowed his head. This is honest to God's truth. He bowed his head, folded his hands, started praying out loud. I started out again. We made it about five miles down the road and the car just died. I coasted it over to the side of the road. You got to understand, this is 1995. This was before the time of cell phones. So as you're going down into Aurora, there's this great big long hill. And we were on a four-lane highway. Halfway down this big hill, there was a little market or like a convenience store pizza parlor. And it had a a payphone out front. And so we had to get to that payphone. But to get to that payphone, we would have to walk on the highway in the dark. And it was really scary. Ordinarily, I don't get into (laughs) a car with a stranger. But this kind man came along and he said, can I give you guys a lift? And I said, well, we're only going to that payphone down there. It was within sight. So we did hop in. Alex sat on my lap. He drove us to the payphone. And then I need to interject here. Four days prior to this, I had broken off and gotten out of a four-year-long relationship with an abusive living boyfriend. He was a drummer. I had been really, really dumb. You know, and you do a lot of things when you love somebody. He never did anything in front of my son. And I always said people are stupid if there ever was somebody like this. But I was really dumb. Anyway, but I finally had the courage to get out of that. It was only four days before this. You know, I say God works in mysterious ways. When you said that, I got like goosebumps. 
that's amazing timing. Like absolutely amazing. Yeah. Anyone who's gotten out of a toxic relationship, the days before you get out of it, it feels like what would happen afterwards is your life would be over. And to to know that this is a start of a love story, it's crazy because I bet, you know, four days before you left the relationship, you probably didn't expect this whole story to be said, you know? Sincerely, it was four days because I will never forget. And in that four day time, He had come to my house and knocked and knocked on my door and cried. And I was sitting on this up the stairs so he couldn't see me. And I was crying and he was begging and and he left things outside my door that I had left some things in his car and things. And, you know, I told myself, you know, Brenda, you finally made the decision. You cannot go back on it because, you know, I'd finally been strong and I couldn't go back on it. It sounds like that day you made a very good decision. It was hard, but I knew it was right. But anyway, in that four <laughs> in that four day uh span of time, I had already been out on <laughs> I know this sounds bad, but I'd already been out on a date with an old boyfriend before the drummer. And so while I was at the payphone, I called this old boyfriend because he lived very, very close because I thought I just had a dead battery. And so I called this old, old boyfriend saying, do you have a set of jumper cables? Can you come? His name is Scott. I said, can you come jump me? And he said, well, no, my my jumper cables Someone borrowed them and never returned them. <laughs> Minnie, you said, I called an old boyfriend asking him if he could come jump me. This story was going to go a whole different other direction. It you was going to be I'm picked sorry, up by it. Lifetime. <laughs> another network. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Can I, can I use a cuss word? Yes, uh-huh. you can. It kind of pissed me off because... <laughs> It was a Thursday. I remember also it was a Thursday night and he was with my ex-brother-in-law and they were getting ready to go out drinking. He said, well, let me ask Jeff if he's got some. And he hesitated a little too long. And it really pissed me off because I couldn't hear. But in my mind, I could hear Jeff saying, don't worry about Brenda. He uh, was just hesitating a little too long to get back to the phone. So I slammed the phone down because I was just PO'd. So I got back on the phone and was calling my dad. And this guy pulls up in a two-seater car. He pulls up and he says, can I help you, ma'am? I saw your car up the hill. This man had the kindest big brown eyes and long curly brown hair. And I love brown eyes and men with curly hair. And, And I asked him if he had a set of jumper cables. And he told me someone had borrowed his cables and never returned them. And I said, I've heard that before tonight. And it was the man that's now my husband. But anyway, and it was... Jim Connolly, and he lived about three miles outside of Aurora. We had both grown up in that area, 15 minutes apart, but we never, ever had met. Of course, he's six years younger than me. So that makes a difference. Does that make you an official cougar? Like, I don't know what the age. Okay. I like it. I think it does. But I tell him I don't look any older than him because he smokes smokes those nasty cigarettes. (laughs) And actually, we had known some of the same people, but we just never met. Of course, he left town to join the army when he was 19. And so we had never met. But anyway, a girlfriend down from Cincinnati, which Cincinnati is 35 miles from Aurora, and he had had her down for the evening and they had had an argument. So he had driven to town for cigarettes. And that's when he had seen our car broken down. He saw Alex and I at the payphone. 
Uh, we ended up and got jumper cables from another person, another friend of mine that saw us at the payphone. But when he took off for town, we got down to the bottom of the hill and about to turn into town and the car died again. And when he was coming back to go to his house, he saw us stopped again. He stopped again. He jumped us again. And then he said, Brenda, it's not really your battery. It's your alternator. And, and see what I didn't, what I failed to say is Jim was a diesel mechanic. He had been in the army for 12 years when he was married to his first wife. You know, he had been married for 12 years. He was divorced for one year. He had three daughters, 11, nine, and six. He said, well, I've got a plan. You know, I've got you running now. He had Alex ride with him and he followed us to our apartment. And while Alex was riding with him, he asked Alex if I was single and Aww. Alex told Jim that I had just broken up with my long-term boyfriend. <laughs> and Jim asked Alex if he thought that I would go out with him. Alex was 10, you know, and Alex says, well, ask her. And uh, Jim insisted on fixing my car and uh, changing out the alternator. And Jim asked me out three times before I said yes, because, you know, I had plans with my girlfriends. You know, and I don't throw over some guy for my girls if I already had plans. Mm -hmm. So Our first day, he made us spaghetti at his apartment and we watched the Super Bowl because we love football. And uh, this is the honest to God's truth. Jim never saw that Cincinnati girlfriend after that January night. <laughs> Aww. And we got married nine months later on October 21st, 1995. So we just Aww. celebrated 25 years of marriage last October. Wow. And Congratulations. That is amazing. And we have a 21-year-old daughter, Megan. And John, our son John is 15. Now, you might wonder how someone my age could have a 15-year-old son, but he actually is our grandson. My youngest stepdaughter had him when she was 17, and she chose not to parent. And um, both her and uh, the sperm donor, who they weren't together anymore, uh, wanted us to raise him. So we he is legally ours, and we've raised him as, his, as our son since he popped out. Your husband had three daughters previously. Yes. And you and had a son. And we have Megan together. And then we have John. John is our son. Such a beautiful blended family, you know? It, it is. is. We blended our families. And then after 9-11, uh, Jim felt really compelled to re-enlist. And he asked my opinion about it. And I'm just really patriotic and pro-military. It, it took a just a few years, but he had friends in the recruiter's office in Aurora, and he told them if they could get him into warrant officer school, he would re-enlist into the Army Reserves. So he did, and it was really a hard school. It was in July down in Alabama, and it was very hot, <laughs> and it was rigorous. He did that, and he's moved up in rank. He's a chief warrant officer for now. You know, and ordinarily the Army Reserves, you know, it's intermittent service, you know, once a month and all that. But for the last seven years, Jim's been active duty. So he's been full time and he deployed to Syria and Kuwait. And he's currently the brigade, brigade maintenance officer at the Bryan Reserve Unit in Bryan, Texas. And that's why we're living in College Station. Texas. Well, make uh, sure you thank him for his service. That is amazing. Thank you. I want to know, you said that you you were together for 25 years, and we have to jump to this, the most important question ever that everybody's dying to know. Can you give us some advice? I know, Audrey, you've been with your significant other, I think, 20, 25 or also. 25 years. Right? Is there any advice that can help me with my marriage? Just open communication, I think, and 
that's what, what I would say is just talk. I you say know. it all the time. You talk, talk. And when you don't think you have anything else to say, you just keep talking. Like yeah, communicate all day, every day, any day um, that you can. Honesty. I guess you can say like you guys were love at second sight because the first time he didn't try to ask you out, but the second time he did. But wait, I was going to say the sparks flew twice. <laughs> <laughs> when he brought uh, brought my car back is when he started asking me out. <laughs> oh. I met my significant other at a bus stop because he couldn't drive his vehicle because he had his license taken away because he was a naughty boy. Uh And Hadassah met her husband on the bus because both of us don't have our driver's license. (laughs) (laughs) Still, to this day, they don't have their driver's license. She likes to bring that up, but whenever she can, she tries to talk about how we don't have our driver's license. (laughs) Don't she really? She doesn't. And I even sent her a meme of she has a cat named Paco and I sent her a meme of a cat driving and she's like I don't get it I'm like well your cat's gonna drive have his license before you and your husband will (laughs) why don't you have it honey (laughs) I know when you're from Texas and you say honey that's not a good thing (laughs) but you guys don't even have to like really drive around a lot in Israel like everything's pretty local on foot right I mean, it's a whole country, right? So it depends on where. But I mean, we have a baby now. So normally we would have an electric bike. We we have electric bikes. We think you don't need a license for those. (laughs) Enough about me. This is about Brenda. Okay. (laughs) Truly, when someone says, how is this not a Lifetime movie? I'm literally like, can I Google how to call Lifetime? Because it's a really good oh, story. No, no, no. <laughs> but I truly feel like yours really, really, really could be a movie. My friends used to say that. Yeah. I mean, over the past 25 years, is there any like traditions that you have for Valentine's Day or different things? Do you celebrate Valentine's Day? It's my birthday. Happy birthday. So happy early birthday. It's always kind of been a fun day ever since I was a kid to have a birthday. Do you get two gifts or it's just like no. combined? I used to have patients say, oh, you probably get two gifts. I said, you would think so when you just, I would just say that to be funny, you know. <laughs> Can I share one thing that even Hadassah doesn't know? And so Brenda, you'll know this very first time that Hadassah knows. What? My birthday is the day after Valentine's Day. Oh, is it? So I get nothing. I get half dead flowers that are 75% off because it's no longer Valentine's Day. Red wrapping paper because unless it's red or pink, no other color is on sale. Like I get all the things like people try to like put the paper on the reverse side and it's white. And I'm like, wow. really? You know, you, but, you say you don't get another gift, but maybe one of your gifts is the gift of saving money. Yeah, there's a gift I like. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like it if I'm saving the money. But Our son John's is the 13th, the day before my birthday. I said he was my present. <laughs> oh, and, you know, actually, wow, I thought, wow, I'm not included in this. But now I'm thinking my daughter is born on Israeli Valentine's Day. When is that? Um, well, this year, because uh, the Israeli calendar goes by the lunar calendar. And so this year it was August 4th. 
Valentine's Day is all the spirit of love and all that. So I'm so appreciative that you came on. I got goosebumps multiple times. Like I think it's absolutely amazing. And I don't really believe in coincidences or fate. I know we talked a lot where we believe in micro decisions. And I think maybe your vehicle was making a decision for you on your better half. But if you hadn't got rid of the loser boyfriend, it might have been a different story. I hope that we can connect more in the group. But for now, thank you so much. Happy Valentine's Day and happy birthday and happy birthday to your son and happy birthday to you, Audra, and happy birthday to who else? (laughs) (laughs) All the birthdays, all the Valentines for everybody. Everyone gets a little bit of love. So nice to meet you, ladies. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Thank you for coming on, Brenda. And we're going to talk about, you know, if we get you on Lifetime or Lifetime picks you up, we want to follow up for sure. Don't forget that we spoke to you first. Oh, (laughs) yes. (laughs) All right. You have a great day and stay warm. Thank you. Bye. That was such a beautiful story, no? I absolutely loved it. Got goosebumps so many times. It was amazing. I know. I might have gotten emotional at points, you know? Oh, um, I did when um, she wanted to use a curse word that wasn't really a curse word. And that made me really laugh. (laughs) I love that we had a really nice, unique story on our podcast. Sometimes we all just need a little bit of a reminder about these love stories. You know, it's easy to get caught up in like relationships and real life and raising a baby, at least in my in my story that like it's nice to take a minute to just sit and talk about love. Like now we talk about whether or not Orel puts the seat down in the toilet or whether or not he turns the toilet paper the wrong way if he puts it on <laughs> at all. The growing debates that you get after you get into a relationship. <laughs> yeah. But no, I totally feel you. I think some people, you know, really try hard to look for love, but yet sometimes you find it when you're least expecting it. Like it happens to you. It happened to Brenda. She didn't know she was going to break down on the side of the road twice and look at her love story. It's amazing what can happen just rolling through life. Thank you for listening to today's episode of A Bit Above. We put out episodes every Wednesday and Friday, so be sure to subscribe to get notified when new episodes come out. Follow us on social media at A Bit Above Pod or email us at a bit above pod at gmail.com. Have a great weekend and we'll see you all on Wednesday.